Hi, I'm outside, so it's really noisy, but I wanted to make a podcast anyway. So, um, basically, I was thinking because I had an old friend from my past um, reach out to me to be friends on Facebook. I don't know if I made a video about this already. Um, but anyway, she reached out to be my friend on Facebook, and so I messaged her, because I didn't want to add her, um, I wanted to talk to her first, and we talked, and then it wasn't a conversation where we needed to remain in contact, so I blocked her, and she blocked me, and all the messages in our Facebook messaging app was deleted, which I didn't know would happen. Um, I haven't seen any other messaging app where that happens, but maybe on Facebook and Instagram, that's how it is. I know it's definitely like that on Facebook. So there's that. And we probably won't be able to be friends with each other on Facebook anymore. And probably not Instagram either. Since they're owned by the same parent company. Now, I say all this because me and this person were best friends in high school I stopped talking to her after high school. I totally forgot why. And I went through a breakup. So I reached out to her. This was years ago. Because I'm in my early 30s now. So I reached out to her. I think it was after I finished college. Or while I was in college. Definitely. No. While I was in college. I reached out to her. And her and I became friends again. And we were supportive of each other. And then we worked together, and then we stopped being friends. Now, the original reason, I didn't remember. My mom recently, after this last conversation, told me that I told her it was because she was making me choose between her and my boyfriend. She was too young and naive to know that the person is always going to choose their significant other because their significant other is doing things that you can't do, okay? So, I chose my boyfriend. But we broke up. And then um, I went back to being her friend and apologized because I didn't even remember why we stopped being friends. The second time I stopped being friends, I still don't fully remember why. But I know that I had cried a lot over our friendship because she was a very sneaky person. Um, And as I've thought about it, it kind of came to me today, actually, some of the reasons why I I distanced myself. And I don't remember exactly what her baby father did, but I know that I felt uncomfortable around him. I know one time he was kind of flirting with me, being inappropriate, so I didn't like that. And I also didn't like that every time I would try to tell her issues I was having with people at the job, she would say I was playing the victim. She wasn't having my back, you know? So I distanced myself, but I didn't cut her off to be her friend. I didn't go to her second baby shower. But to me, that wasn't, oh, we can't be friends because I didn't go to her baby shower. Because just like a year and a half earlier, she had had another baby shower with her first baby. And I was there. And with her second baby, that was his first baby. But that was not her first baby. And for me, I'm not like... I'm old-fashioned. I feel like you should just have one baby shower. I get it. That's his first kid. But to me, 
this is my opinion. I'm not saying this is how it has to be. This is how I feel. Baby showers are for women, and that they're for your firstborn baby. They're not for every baby daddy. They're not for the baby daddy at all. They're for the mother and the child. That's how I feel, and that's how I felt at the time. Now, if that were to happen today, I would just go to show support and bring something and not stay very long because I, I wouldn't care. But, and I make up some excuse like I had to go to work or something. But at that time, I was just like, you know, first of all, I'm not comfortable around your baby daddy. Second of all, you're not a supportive friend. Third of all, I don't believe in multiple baby showers. I think they're stupid. Um, I believe in birthday parties, but I just, I don't believe, why should I have to give you presents every time you decide to get knocked up? It doesn't make sense to me. I don't agree with it. So, just because you're getting knocked up by different guys, I got to get you different gifts. It's, it doesn't make sense to me, but it is what it is. And that's how I felt at the time. I just didn't go. So, because I didn't go, she stopped talking to me, which I respected because that's her right. But I wished her and her family the best and kept them moving. Now, recently, I did look her up on Facebook. I don't know why. I just felt like it. I don't know if she saw that I looked her up. I don't think that you can see everyone who looks you up. Maybe you can. I didn't like anything, but maybe she's more tech savvy than me and saw that I looked her up. Um, or maybe she just was thinking about me the way I was thinking about her and just wondering, you know, how's this person doing? I don't know. But what I do know is that her dad died. So I was like, you know, how are you? How's everything? When I messaged her, I told her, you know, I heard your dad died. I'm sorry about that. You know, the second, the third. And, you know, we talked. I asked her about how she was, how are her kids? She was being cool at first, but then she was like, okay, let me get to the point. I'm like, all right. And then she starts talking about old arguments she claimed I had that I don't remember. Um, that I either don't remember or don't care about. And she starts talking about, oh, you're this combative person, this, that, and the third. And that's why I recently remembered why I stopped talking to her in the first place. Because my whole thing is this. I will be the first to admit, I'm a real static type of rod. I'm a real don't start nothing, won't be nothing type of chick. If you are coming at me, starting with me, disrespecting me, I'm going to do the same back to you. I'm going to give you the same energy you're giving to me. But because I'm a woman and a brown-skinned black woman at that, dark skin to some, brown to others. If they're dark enough, I might even be like, whatever. But I'm an unambiguous black woman. It's seen as more aggressive when I do it, especially since I'm a woman and women are not supposed to be aggressive at all, especially not when they're black. So a lot of people, because of that reason, give me an extra hard time. And then sometimes I might be in the wrong. If and when I'm in the wrong I'm a big enough person to apologize. I apologize to her, actually, for hurting her feelings. Has she ever apologized to me for hurting mine? No, and she never will. There are plenty of people who hurt my feelings because they stopped being my friend or because they said they were going to do something and they didn't do it, and I will never get an apology from them. 
And that's life. But I'm a big enough person that I can apologize. Because I know the feeling of losing a friend and how hurtful that can be. So I empathize with her and I did apologize. But at the end of the day, friends just come and go. And the reason I stopped being her friend is because of this. And this is why I wanted to make this podcast. What the specific details were, my memory's not that sharp to remember, especially if it's something so irrelevant. I will forget it. Little disagreements, I forget because they're irrelevant. Even if it is relevant, half the time I'll forget it anyway. Can't remember names. That's just me, and that's never going to change. It's probably most likely going to get worse, right? But it is what it is. That's how I am. But what I do remember is how I felt. And what I do remember is what I believe in. I am somebody from the Bronx and Harlem. I am somebody from the hood. I'm somebody who I got uncles, cousins, neighbors, in and out of jail. You know, in and out of jail dudes. In and out of jail women. You know, gangbangers. People who cause all these problems and have issues all the time. I used to live in Yonkers for a few years. And I met DMX. Deleted his picture by mistake. I, I'm always so irritated with myself that that happened. But I met him. And it was crazy because I used to always talk about him. Because when I lived in Yonkers, I used to be like, oh, I want to meet DMX. He's the king Yonkers. Every time one of his songs would come on at a bar or restaurant or something. And I would meet people who would say, oh, he's from here. You know, I know him. I know him. And, you know, you'd never really believe those people. But when I met him, I was over there on Getty Square by the 25 bus, standing in front of the chicken spot, waiting for the bus. And I see DMX on the phone at the chicken spot. That's the Kennedy Fried Chicken, by the way. We call it Chicken Spot. So I see him, and he's on the phone. So I'm like, let me go get a picture. You know, I was debating whether or not to do it. A lot of times in New York, people don't always ask celebrities for pictures and stuff. But I was like, let me just ask him for a picture. So I asked him for a picture, and he was like, oh, she's kind of cute. I was super boosted. I was like, oh, me? Oh, okay. But I didn't say anything. I just smiled because I had a boyfriend. The next day, and that was after he got out the hospital. He was in the hospital. This was years ago. He was in the hospital for something. He got out. He came to Yonkers and went home to see his, his people and his friends. The next day, I saw him again. I was working as a home attendant. I was out with one of my clients going to the grocery store. He looked at me. He's like, hey, what's up? And I, I'm like, hi, you know, we say hi to each other. Because he remembered me from the day before. He smiled. But I, I was like, should I give him my number? But I'm like, no, I have a boyfriend. So I'm like, whatever. I regret that. <laughs> but anyways, when I met him, the first time I came home, I was telling everybody, I, I took a picture of DMX. I, took a, I, met, I met DMX. I was so happy. But I got into the elevator with one of my neighbors and told her, she's like, why are you telling me? I'm like, because he's a celebrity. She's like, I used to mess with him. And he gave me something that he knew he had it. Talking about an SDI or something like that. And I'm like, whatever, girl. <laughs> but that was funny. And um, But a lot of people out there knew him because he grew up there. He's very social. And then even as a celebrity, he would come back. And out of the first day, the first day I met him at the chicken spot, cool person, friendly, flirtatious, whatever. 
second day I met him, he was, you know, he smiled at me. He was, um, I think it was over there on Neferhan or whatever. But he was hanging out with guys that were clearly drug dealers. They had fur coats on, they had chains on. Drug dealers for real. Well, this guy had a substance abuse problem. Still hanging out with drug dealers, still doing drugs. After that, he went to jail. That's when he did his last bid. His, that's when he served time. We call that doing a bid. And for those who don't know. But anyway, I see him. And he's hanging out with drug dealers. So, But when he recently passed away, do you think because he was in and out of the hospital for using drugs, something he didn't have any business doing because the drugs were illegal. Do you think because he was in and out of prison for something he didn't have any business doing, which is breaking the law? Do you think because he had all these different problems, when he died, nobody cared and he was all alone? When he died, he had a big funeral. His fans were there, his friends were there, his family was there, his baby mothers were there, his ex-wife was there, his current fiance was there, his kids were there. People showed him so much love. But not only when he died, people showed him love when he was alive too. Because you don't have to be a perfect person to be loved and respected by people. Look at Kenneth Petty, registered sex offender, Killed somebody. They claim it's manslaughter, but killed somebody. Manslaughter charge. Registered sex offender. And he still married a beautiful, successful, wealthy woman. So you need not be perfect. And he still has a lot of friends. And he still has a lot of family. But he did certain things and is accused of currently doing certain things. That are not very good things to be doing. I have old neighbors, relatives in and out of jail for fighting, for selling drugs. They got all these problems, but they still, those are usually the most popular people. They have so many friends, so much loving, supportive family, friends, family. Um, you know, I have an uncle who. His job sent him to rehab. He's got multiple felonies. And they still paid for him to go to rehab. And they still... He's been working with them for years. Is it a thing where... Because he has problems with staying out of prison and staying sober. His job wants something to do with him. No, this guy always has the woman who's willing to take him in. Because he's handsome. That's how it is in the hood. The handsome black guys are never homeless. They always got somebody who takes care of them. Or if they are homeless, they're never homeless for that long. Because some women, they'll take them in. And people help them out and accept them flaws and all. So, I bring up these different examples. Not to say that's how people should be. But just to say, that's how people are. There's gangbangers. There's murderers. There's all types of people. And they still have active social lives because they socialize with people who they have things in common with. So, me. I'm not an in and out of jail jail type of broad. I don't have no criminal record of, oh, I committed all these crimes. No, I work in healthcare. I have a clean record. 
I am not on anybody's registered anything that has to do with breaking laws. I don't hurt people's kids. I don't abuse the elderly. I don't have any pending lawsuits. Thank the Lord. I, against me, I don't have any real problems like that. What I have is a temper. If and when provoked. If you come for me, I'm going to defend myself. And not everybody is like that. There's a lot of people, if you come for them, they will just walk away. And I'm working on getting that way, but that's not how I am today. And that's not maybe not how I'll ever be. And that's okay. I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect. And that is just how it is in this world. Nobody is perfect. So... Ultimately, perfection is not the goal. Like, anyway, um, yeah, so perfection is not the goal. The goal is to have a healthy, stable, good life, and to be around people that are like-minded. So for her to contact me because she's upset that I got into arguments with people close to 10 years ago over petty things that no one cares about, my whole thing is this. If I'm calling you and telling you I have a problem and you're my friend, you should have my back and support me, right or wrong. If you think that I'm wrong all the time and don't agree with anything that I do and represent, then me and you don't have enough in common to be friends anymore. I'm not saying friends can't ever give constructive criticism, but here's an example. Like I said, I have an uncle who's in that jail. If I was to go to my uncle and be like, yo, uncle, you're always in that jail, you're always getting into fights, you drink too much, you're always using women for a place to stay and whatever else you can get out of them. You need to step it up, take care of your kid better, do this, do that. Do you think he would ever have anything to do with me? And I'm not super close to the uncle, so I wouldn't even care, but the point is, it's none of my business what he does. And ultimately, he's surrounded by people who are okay with what he does because they do the same thing. And whether or not I like how he lives or not, it's his life to live how he chooses. It's not for me to sit back and judge and criticize. So whether she agrees with me or not with the arguments, if you think I'm playing the victim or I'm argumentative or whatever it is you think, then either keep that to yourself or have my back and hold me down and be like, you know what, I support you, whether you feel that way or not. Or if you genuinely cannot support me, the things I do and say, the way I live my life, then at that point you need to just distance yourself from me like I did with you. And that's how it is. And I'm making this podcast because... I can't stand people who 
want to criticize people, but then think they're going to still be friends with them. Friendship doesn't work like that. It's like Cardi B. She speaks in she speaks English very poorly, even though she's born and raised in the United States. She's a gangbanger. She was a stripper. She sing, raps about sex, and she's in a relationship with a man that a lot of people consider a toxic relationship. She has all these problems. She still is friends with her gangbanger friends from back in the day. But does that make people not like her? People still love Cardi B. Incorrect grammar, gangbanging lifestyle, cheating the husband and all. Because she's funny and a lot of people think she's really pretty. And she's got talent. And she's around people who think like her. The people she's friends with have things in common with her. Now, I'm not somebody who argues and fights with everybody that I meet. Anybody who knows me knows if the people who respect me and who are good to me, I'm more than good to them. I get good recommendations from my jobs. I get, you know, I have people who think I'm just the sweetest person in this world, literally. There's some people who know me who are like, you are just the sweetest person. But there's people who know me who think I'm just the meanest, rudest person. Because it depends on how you treat me. You're going to get what you give with me because that's my personality. And I told her that's never going to change. And it's really not. So long as I'm alert and oriented enough <laughs> to defend myself, that's never going to change. I'm never going to change. And I don't want to change. And the thing is, is that it just made me think like it's amazing how people will judge you and criticize you if they think they can get away with it and I think that's something that I learned from this experience is not to allow people to criticize me you know when I look at people like Nicki Minaj who's married to who she's married to And Wendy Williams, you know, criticized her for it a few times. And she, like, stood up for herself and called Wendy Williams Pendy and criticized her lifestyle. And she was like, well, in the Bible it says, we wash away your sins in a sea of forgetfulness. So how are you talking about something that God already forgot? And that's true. You know, to me, I consider that to be the truth. It, It doesn't make sense to hold on to the past and this is why I distance myself from certain friends and family and don't get me wrong I'm not saying people who are my friends have to agree with everything that I say because they don't but if you want to consider me your best friend then we have to have each other's back it's no different than like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills they're always like have my back have my back have my back if you're arguing with one person why do you need your other friend to have your back and argue on your side and and basically jump this person you know like why can't you just argue by yourself but that's how they are they love to gang up on people you know that's that's how that friendship group works and it works for them and and anyway um 
and it works for them. And I don't think that people should feel um I don't think that people should feel like so comfortable. Basically for me, I guess what I'm getting at is I felt judged by this I was judged by this former friend of mine. And I think maybe she felt comfortable to judge me because in the past I took too much criticism and now that I'm older and wiser I'm just not gonna do that anymore to let people feel comfortable to even think that they can call me up after eight years of not talking and try to tell me about myself there's nothing about me and the way that I live that's so good or bad that I need anybody's feedback on the things that I'm doing in my life. So long as I'm working, paying my bills, and paying my taxes, and following the law, it really shouldn't impact people how I'm living my life. It really shouldn't. And the fact that it does is pretty unfortunate. But it's unfortunate for them because I'm not going to allow it to be unfortunate for me. And I'm not going to allow people to just tell me off and tell me how they feel about me and tell me I did this wrong and I did that wrong. And so what if I got into an argument with someone eight years ago? So what if I was being a drama queen, in your opinion? So what if these people over here don't like me? Everybody in this world gets into arguments, some people more than others. Everybody in this world has their flaws. Everybody has their issues. The only thing that people can do is hang out with people who they have things in common with. You don't like my issues? Hang out with somebody whose issues you are fond of. Because one thing I noticed, especially in the hood, is people will have an issue with you if they think you have an attitude or if they think, you know, they don't like the things you say. But if you're fist fighting in the streets all the time or if you're drug muling or if you're drug dealing or if you have a bunch of kids by a bunch of different people, they'll be so cool with you if you're doing that. (laughs) But if you're somebody who's like doing something that they don't particularly like, or if they think that you're too much of a pushover, or if they think that you're too nice, now all of a sudden, oh, you have an attitude. It was always like, Like, I remember one time uh, a teacher called me out in class and he was being disrespectful and I didn't say anything. And these women were like, you should have said something, you should have said something. But they got mad at me and treated me like I was the bad guy because they felt like I was a weak pushover, you know. But had I gotten into an argument with her and got kicked out of school, they would have all been my friend because I would have been the tough, cool girl. You know, so because they didn't like how I handled the situation, now all of a sudden they're mad at me, which makes no sense. But that's how people think in the hood. And for me, it's like, look, I may not always 
handle it the right way, but I handle things my way, and I do the best that I can. And if we're friends, you should support me or support that. And if you can't, then we have to be distant friends who check in on each other from time to time and talk about things that we have in common and leave the BS to the side. And if you can't even do that, you want somebody that's always around you, but you can't get on the same page, then you shouldn't be friends with that person that you can't get on the same page with at all. Especially if that person's me. So, that's just where I'm at. Like, I'm kind of done with dealing with certain things. And so, I kind of feel like just over it, certain, certain things. And... Um, even though it was hurtful and I was disappointed by the conversation because I thought, you know, we were going to talk and reconnect. Because I talk to people from high school from time to time. I check in on my old high school friends. Um, one of my friends from college recently passed away and that was sad. I was mad at first, actually. <laughs> I was like mad at her almost for like... We we could have been we could have done this or that and then you passed away, you know, I was upset and then I was sad and now I'm at peace with it and you know hope hopefully she's in a better place now. But you know, I I definitely am just happy and thankful that I'm learning like how to deal with certain things. Um and I'm learning like as I'm getting older I'm getting more strong-minded to know what I will and won't tolerate and what I do and don't believe in and what I do and don't think I deserve. So there's that. Later.